Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hey friend, how are you doing? Are you getting down? Are you having fun? I am. (laughs) I love this. I love doing this. Anyways, today's episode is about belief and intuition. And what's interesting is this topic came up, as many of my topics do, because I've been able to take it from aspects of my life, my day-to-day life. I had a former client contact me and wanted to have uh, access to my intuitive mind, not necessarily my coaching mind. Now, I usually bring both to bear inside the coaching relationship, but uh, for some reason, he specifically wanted to talk to the intuitive. And so we scheduled a call. He had a couple different options going on in his life and needed to figure out what was what. Well, after hearing about it and tuning in, I gave him my impression And then I asked, you knew this on some level all along, didn't you? He said, well, I kind of thought I did. Now, I know something about this guy that wasn't coming up in this conversation. My first introduction to him was him as a psychic. He did readings for people. And people would tell me that he's amazing. He does these phenomenal readings. He's always like spot on. And so I asked him, knowing this in his background. I said, now, I understand that you used to be a psychic and that you probably could have done this on your own. He said, well, maybe once upon a time, but um, I had to get a job. You know, when I was doing readings, that's all I was doing. And uh, I had to get a job. I said, well, how's that changed the fact that you can't do readings anymore? or you don't have access to your psychic gifts. He says, well, I used to have long hair, and I had to cut it for my job. I lost my psychic ability. I said, well, I don't understand. I said, well, everybody knows that if you cut your hair, your hair is like an antenna to the psychic world, and if you cut your hair, then you you don't have access to the psychic information. (laughs) I said, I don't believe that. I'm sorry, I don't believe that. He said, it's true, though. You ever believe something so strongly, and you don't exactly know why you believe it. You picked it up along the way somewhere, and you adopted it as true. I said, you understand that you just asked me for intuitive guidance, and I don't have any hair. I shaved my head. (laughs) I mean, what left, you know, what's left there, I shave off. He goes, oh, oh my gosh. I said, so consider that this whole idea about the hair isn't true and that you are psychic and you have access to your psychic gifts. Just believe that you do. You see, believe you can or believe you can't. Either way, you're right. Because your mind will only follow the beliefs that you hold. Now, there's no such thing as a belief, and I've covered that before. It's just a concept of mind, an idea that you've adopted along the way, and for some reason you've gathered evidence to support it in your experience of life. So no belief that you have is intrinsically true. 
it's only true because you've adopted it as true. Now, you may find a lot of other people that believe the same belief or believe the same idea, but it's not real. It's not real. It's an idea. It's a concept. It's a position that you've adopted. It's a story of meaning that you've adopted along the way. Now, with my client and his story that in cutting his hair, he no longer had access, that was known as a nocebo. You know, you have probably have all heard of the placebo effect, and it comes from Latin, in order to please, and nocebo is to not please. And it's basically a negative belief or a negative effect when you believe something is not going to happen. A placebo is when something is generated in your experience because you believe it will. Now, science and medicine for years have known in the power of belief, the power in the placebo effect, although they won't directly say it's powerful. For some reason, they think it's unethical for them to say that you can heal yourself with your mind, that you can change your life just through believing. They think it's unethical because, for some reason, they can't control that. See, they can control a drug, or at least they think they can. You see, before any drug is released to market, it's always tested against a placebo or basically an inert uh, substance. In clinical trials, a certain number of people get the real drug, and a certain number of people get the placebo or the inert substance, just like the the current vaccine. You know, it's currently an experimental uh, process, and it's in clinical trials. You can go to any of the um, any of the drug websites, and it says specifically that it's in, in a clinical trial, meaning that a certain number of people are actually getting a placebo, and you're not being told, because if you knew, that would kind of spoil the results, spoil the test. Just in your agreement to take the vaccine, you're agreeing to participate in the clinical trial. Now, if I remember right, the clinical trial will be over like in October or September or October, and then the final results won't be tabulated until 2023. Whether they know whether or not it's effective enough or more effective than placebo or nothing at all. You see, science has known for years that placebo is a powerful aspect of the human experience. Just believing that something will happen or believing that something's possible dramatically increases the odds of it occurring or you having an experience of it. Belief is all-powerful. I used to have a belief that I could read for myself, I could interpret intuitive guidance for myself, but not for other people. Part of me just, I guess, part of me was afraid of taking on the responsibility of disseminating knowledge to someone else that they might take and use in some way. But over the years, through my own trial and error and reading for my wife and loved ones and, you know, different people around me, I've gained evidence. I have a stockpile of evidence that has proven my insights correct, my insights uh, many times spot on. Now, before you contact me wanting a reading, I don't do that, at least not in the traditional sense. I don't do a straight reading anymore. 
I combine my intuitive guidance with my coaching practicum and give you an overview where I utilize my intuitive guidance inside the coaching arena. I do a deep dive strategy call, 90 minutes. I have a questionnaire up front and we bring everything to bear inside that session. And I offer at the end a money back guarantee. If you don't think it was valuable, I'll refund your money on the spot. But I'm not going to say how much I charge for that inside this podcast because, frankly, I don't know how long this is going to be up. I don't know if you're listening to this five years down the road or ten years down the road, and I may not do this anymore. Or I may drastically raise my rates, and I don't want you to be disappointed. But just to let you know, it's it's probably ten times what a traditional psychic would charge just for a card reading or a, a psychic reading. But if you are interested in a reading from somebody that I trust, there's two people, and I'll put their links down in the show notes. But I don't receive any remuneration from this. It's just me sending you off in a direction uh, to interact with someone that I know will make a difference for you and that is very good. One is Majana Mason, and the other is my friend from down under, down in Australia, Della Rose Ruby Meyer. Now, Della Rose has been astrologer for over 30 years. She's an intuitive psychic. She's very, very good. Both Majana and Della Rose are good. They're just a little bit different. So you can trust your own intuition on which one you contact if you contact them. You know, I didn't, I didn't really set out to give a recommendation on different readings, uh, but it evolves how it evolves sometimes. And, okay, here it is. Here it is. It just popped in. If you get a reading from my people, the two people I just mentioned, or somebody else that you're attracted to, this is how I want you to handle it. Believe that you're intuitive. And if you seek out guidance from a psychic or another reader or someone else, that the only purpose in it is to affirm your already knowing. Does that make sense? You have an already knowing. You, you have an intuitive insight already about how things will turn out. You can look ahead and you have a sense, a feeling. Believe that you're psychic. Believe that you're intuitive. And if you want to seek outside guidance, it's only to affirm what you already know. If you're someone that seeks out guidance uh, on a regular basis from psychics or you have your own personal intuitive, understand that you may not need to be doing that. And just recount what they're telling you. And did you already know that on some level, but didn't trust it? See, for me personally, I used to go to a series of psychics over the years, uh, probably from the time I was 25 till the time I was 40 or 40-ish. And I came to the realization that they were really just telling me things I already knew. And the readings were just affirming, reinforcing. And that's probably the greatest value in those readings is that it reinforced my own belief in myself. So right now, ask yourself, just how psychic are you? How intuitive are you? On a scale from 1 to 10, use an arbitrary measuring system. And no matter where you are on the scale, you're underestimating your ability. And the evolution of your ability will be not to become more psychic. 
is to believe in yourself more, to have more faith in your ability, to trust the guidance that's already coming through. And as a consequence, the more you trust it, the more it's available. Your other than conscious mind says, hey, they're listening, they're listening. And because you're listening, because you're checking in, you're going to get more and more guidance coming into your conscious awareness from your other than conscious mind. And if you're having trouble believing it just right now, pretend that you do. Pretend that you're psychic. This is what Sonia Coquette, a psychic advisor, intuitive teacher, um, she says, pretend you're psychic. Act as if you're psychic. And this goes hand in hand with the quote from William Shakespeare, to assume a virtue, act as if you have it not. To assume a virtue, to assume a gift, act as if you have it not. Walk around the world, walk around your day as if you are psychic, as if you know, or let's say you have a really good idea on how things are going to turn out. And as Sonia would say, trust your vibes. Now, a real good way to affirm this for yourself, to develop a body of evidence, is to begin to record your insights and your ideas. You can record it on video, you can record it on audio, or record it in a journal. And keep track of what things are coming up in your mind, what do you see coming up for yourself, for people. You can take a look at a particular date and just kind of write down your first impressions. This is a great way to accumulate a body of evidence on just how psychic, just how intuitive you actually are. A belief always starts out with a hypothesis. I have an idea about something. And then this idea begins to collect and draw into it, attract evidence to support it. So after having recorded your impressions, your thoughts, your impulses, and lived through it, Uh, Perhaps at the end of every week, you can sit down and reflect back over the previous week and tune in to just how accurate was the information. Was it spot on? Was it way off? Was it somewhat accurate? And not only assessing the, I guess, the accuracy of the information, we also want to check in and remember how did you feel when you were receiving that information? Now, you might want to make a note of that on the front end when you're actually recording the information. Like, where in your body do you feel it? Does it feel like a strong knowing? Somewhat? Does it feel like a guess? Does it feel more like in your imagination? And by reflecting back on it and also the quality of how you were feeling at the time you received the information, this feedback loop is how you develop sensory acuity, a sensory knowing or an inner knowing, or in other words, an inner awareness. And you can begin to associate that feeling with the information coming in and in the future become more accurate and know, you know, when it feels this particular way, then I can trust it. Now, there's a couple myths that I want to dispel or a couple beliefs that are out there about vibration and intuition, just like, you know, my client that had the thing with the hair. It was just something he believed and it had truth for him, but it wasn't really true. Now, one myth that's out there is that you need or must live a clean life in order to become psychic or intuitive. You know, no drugs, no alcohol, no meat, no caffeine. It's not true. Again, it comes down to your belief about those things, your relationship to the drugs, the alcohol, 
are you using it as an escape or a method to dull your senses? Sometimes when you're awakening spiritually, when you're waking psychically, like you want, it, it's too intense. So people tend to drink, they tend to use drugs to suppress those feelings. If that's the case for you, then you may want to rethink those uses. For me personally, I drink wine. I'm a carnivore. I have done drugs in the past, and I have never felt as if it's inhibited my psychic ability or my intuitive knowing. Sometimes it's actually enhanced it, but that's in alignment with my belief around it. I have a friend who is an Akashic Records reader. She's very good, uh, Jody Lavoy. She will not have an alcoholic drink 24 hours before she does a reading. That's the information that she's received from her guides, from her intuitive guidance that alcohol is off limits for her 24 hours before a reading. And she is very strict with that rule for herself. So again, it comes down to your belief around it. Do you feel as if it's getting in the way? Do you feel as if it's suppressing your vibration? Then by all means, clean up your act. And if you don't know for sure, tap into your guidance, tap into your guides. And ask, ask the question, would it enhance my spiritual growth if I was to release this? See, but then it's been my experience, if I just want to drill a fine point on this, is that it's more important to come to terms with your emotional well-being, how you process emotions, how you you process, I almost turned uh, Canadian there, how you process, (laughs) how you process how you process your emotions, how you process your anger, how you process disappointment is coming to terms with your sense of self. That's much more important than releasing these vices. It's coming to terms like, who are you? Who are you for the world? What's your relationship to all that is? So to kind of wrap this up, it's your belief in your intuitive ability. It's the belief that you have in your ability to access the information that is your birthright as a human being, as a spiritual being, having and immersed in the human experience. So believe it's easy. Believe that information's there. Believe it's yours for the taking. Because belief is all-powerful. Believe you can. Believe you can't. Either way, you're right. This is Daniel DeNovi telling you to follow your bliss and live the epic life. <laughs>